everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 537. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I am Mako-chan. And as soon as Ichigo gets her Bluetooth up and running, actually, I think she's here. She's Once she gets her Bluetooth up and running, she will introduce herself as Ichigo Gami. So, I, I, I think that that'll, 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 kind of, that'll kind of sort of do for now. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, Mako, how are you doing tonight? Not bad. Um, I was hanging out in my little office for a little while before the show and uh, my new cat Cassie came out to say hi and she booped me and she uh, was just coming out to you know just uh, say hi and so I'm excited because she was uh, she's she's still skittish but mm-hmm. she's I guess getting over it being as shy as she was gotcha so it's a plus yay that works. Um, let's see. Yay for new toe beans! There she is! Hey, Ichigo! Yeah, for some reason, my microphone was not connected to my computer, and I was like, that's great. I love that. That works great for me. After all the chaos you went through to get your you get your baby back. Oh, no, my computer's still broken. Like, it's still in oh. pieces. I don't know. I'm from my laptop, babies. Oh, I'm geez. from my laptop again. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Okay, for a second, I thought you were really mad at the joke I said to you. Oh, no, I didn't even see it. Honestly, I was making spring rolls. I was very distracted oh. and f- shoving food in my face. That's always a good thing, shoving food in thy face. Y- yes. Because when you said, can I be a picture tonight? I said, no, just photograph. Just so I could play Def Leppard. There you go. <laughs> and, and then Mako suggested uh, Nickelback instead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at this graph. Um, both, yeah, of, both. Yeah. Uh, and for any, for any of my lovely followers, uh, surprise! I know I'm taking this week off from the channel, but uh, surprise for, surprise uh, appearance on Anime Jam Session. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. There you go. <laughs> and then again, bo- both bands are good, so why not? Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So... We are live tonight, week of March 8th, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here um, Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, which would eventually change to Eastern Daylight Time, probably within a week or two, you know. And you can always find us here at that, that time slot here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, where you can find out more information about them at vognetwork.com. And they also participate on Twitch as well. You can find them at um, Twitch TV slash Vogue Network, where you're also watching us via uh, the syndication feed there. They kick things off on Sunday nights with uh, the Barbie Black Wolf Show at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And don't forget to come hang out with us in our Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's been a part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel, so come through, hang out, leave some news for us. It's going to be a good old-fashioned fun time, so yeah. Uh, unfortunately, 
Ari is out tonight, um, evening shift, but he should be back next week as we get on the road for oh, conventions 2022. Try to breathe it in the best you possibly can. Now that we got that out the way, we're going to go around the room, ask everyone about their week and day. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Um, I, I took myself a three-day weekend mm. to... I, I was supposed to be doing the flooring in my in my place. Right. But um, time-wise, that didn't work out because my mother was helping me. And she was by herself with the dogs all weekend, so she couldn't put the time without the dogs, you know, away from the dogs that much. No, I totally get so it. So instead, um, we took uh, three days to put uh, shelving up in my living room. We went and bought the shelves, and then I had to paint them, and then we, you know, hung them, and then the next day got crap up. And I realized just how many pop figures... I have. <laughs> this is this is me who, when Pop Figures first came out, said, you know, they're stupid. I'm never going to collect them. Um, and now I have 50 of them. Yes. Yes, you do. 50? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the collection Jeez. continues to grow. So um, I guess never say never. <laughs> you think? Uh, but yeah, so um, the, the shelf that... You know, her and I thought we're going to be good for a lot of my stuff. Basically fit my current collection of pop figures, a couple of smaller figures, and then I have room for maybe another 10-ish mm-hmm. figures of some sort. Um so I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I may space things out a little bit more and put some smaller figures, uh, some plushies, something like that. But I, I haven't even gotten into the figures that I have that aren't boxed. Jesus. So, yeah, I, I am completely and utterly amazed at just how much crap I have. Um, I mean, I, I have, I've been collecting this stuff for, you know, over 20 years and I'm finally in a place that I can display it all. Uh, but yeah, I have a feeling that I'm going to need more shelves. Well, I will say I like how you have your shelves. A part of me wants to do that in this apartment, but at the same time, given how weak the, the walls are in here, I'd rather not. Yeah, I mean, most of the shelves that we put up, um, we did have to get mollies and screws because there was no wood behind it. Yeah. But I know that your walls are, I guess, on the thinner side. Not just that. It's just... It's, the, it's some type of bullshit plywall type shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean... You could probably get away with going for multiple small shelves instead of doing, you know, one giant shelf like I did. Because most of the shelves, um, while it is sectional to go around the ceiling, um, they are still eight foot boards. True. So, 
you know, each one of them has four brackets with three screws holding it up. Right. Um, so if you went for something a little bit smaller, uh, you would probably be able to get away with it if you did like a couple of two foot shelves. See, I would probably do the shelving like you had in your old place, you know, mm-hmm. that that I know I have to do in my little kitchen so I can have a spice rack again. So, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've got but, those up in my room right now and trying to figure out what's going to go on them. But I like, let me, if I could show on the camera real quick, if it'll work like up there, up in the corner for, all right, I'm, I'm going to describe this for those of you who are listening on the podcast. I have pointed my camera towards the back area of my, Small studio apartment, smaller than a studio, you know, smaller than an efficiency. But I have the camera pointed up to the up to the bulkhead where I have five amiibos, two Sailor Venus wands, two Sailor a Sailor Venus pen, mechanical pen and pencil, um, a Sailor Venus fork and spoon kit, a Sailor Moon Supers can opener. Sailor Venus uh, keychain, a May keychain, uh, Princess, an imported Princess Daisy Hot Wheels car I got from Australia, uh, the Luigi car I got from Mako, and basically with our back to us, uh, stocking Anarchy. All of that's being held up by um, push pins, because that's how kind of sort of weak the walls is around here. I mean. It's just so crazy that... Let's see, hold on for a second here. Okay, so you're here. What the hell just happened? I don't know. Skype decided to kick me out. It was like, you are no longer cool. Goodbye. Yeah, Skype kicked Ichigo and you froze. What the hell? All right. What was the last thing I was saying? I don't know. You pointed. You said something about okay. a Sailor Moon something, and that was it. All right. I will do it again. Up on that wall there are a bunch of my anime gear, and it's all being held up there with push pins because that's how weak the walls are. Okay, that's how weak. I mean, you don't want to see the the holes that I made just to put this curtain up and other stuff just to make it work. Okay. So yeah. And I know not everyone likes Skype, but until um, until Discord supports NDI, this is what we got. Um, let's see. Enough about that. I didn't mean to cut you off, Mako. Please continue. No, I mean that was that was it. Okay. Other than um, <laughs> uh, I took the three days off to do my floor. Mm-hmm. and wasn't able to do that. But it was still a good thing that I ended up having to take Monday off because my brakes started grinding. Again? So I, well, yeah, that happens occasionally. So I had to take my car into the shop and needed new brake pads and uh, new ra- uh, rotors. Mm. So uh, $600, pff, gone. Damn, son. Yeah, and that was actually being saved to pay for a new door. 
Whoops. Because from the sunroom going into the living room, there's that open door. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that there had been a door there. And I want to put a door up just to help with the heat and the AC situation and all of that. Mm -hmm. So the curtain that's there gets to stay there a little bit longer. That really sucks. I hate it when car stuff like that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, luckily I had the money. Yeah. But at the same time, I had other uses for that money. It's always when you have it saved up, isn't it? It's always, everybody in chat chime in on this. It's like, whenever you have that little bit saved up is when shit hits the fan. Let me guess, it went into you, into the Mako-chan needs another tattoo fund. No, it went into my car. Yeah. No, I'm saying it. No, no, I'm saying you pulled that the money from that. You went no, into the, the, Mako- the money was for house stuff. Oh, okay. She just said it was through the door, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying she pulled the money hey, from. You're the- just trying to make a joke. Of yeah. Like, yes, Mako, you need more tattoos. You shall become. You shall become uh, Ripley's believe it or not most tattooed Mako. Well, and, I, uh, I I do still have to continue working on my evolution egg. A leg, um, but yeah, no, that was that was specifically for home stuff uh, because March there are three pay periods. So, the first pay period I was going to use to you know help with the house and do things around here, and yeah, instead that went to my car. Mm. I did, however, um, I ended up purchasing, uh, or I should say, I, I commissioned. The lovely ladies at uh, Starlit Creation, they're making me a new knife block for my kitchen. What? Um, And that knife block happens to be Deadpool's head. Oh, Lord. So I will have a Deadpool bust with knives sticking out of it as my knife block. Oh, my God. Yeah, when, um, when I was talking to them about it, they're really excited to do it. Uh, obviously they are geeks and, uh, being able to completely do this is, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're really excited, but, um, yeah. So, uh, I I was told by Yaten that it is going to be a 41 hour print and that's the low estimate. Uh, she said that once it actually gets into the program and they get that estimate um, that I'm probably looking at like a 50 hour print for his head. Mm. So yeah. um, (laughs) Once I have that, I will be able to show him off. And then if anybody wants one, uh, you guys can, you know, order from the lovely ladies. But I, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to having my Deadpool knife block. Sounds good. I'm excited. I could tell. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? How have you been? Well, uh, yeah. So Skype bullying me. And then um, I guess this week has been kind of chaotic. So uh for those who have been on the channel, uh, if you're in the Discord and stuff, you know that uh, 
I miss the, I, I sew a lot. Okay. So I ended up impulsively going to an industrial machine giveaway and claiming two new machines for myself. However, my house is already full of stuff. So currently this week is going to be chaotic me emptying out my stash of things and consolidating stuff and all that kind of stuff in order to get these two machines into my house. Mm. And for anybody who sews or is a sewing nerd or a cosplayer, I am looking at currently a marrow machine and an industrial serger. So sewing porn for all of those. Now, uh, as far as everything else is going, um, yeah, I just, um, I have been fighting with my computer. Uh, the saga, the tale of, of woe that I've had. And uh, I finally got my bracket today, which was another reason I was in chaos, because the computer has basically had to sit open, um, uh, because I don't want to fucking put it back together, pardon my language. I don't want to fluffing put it back together uh, until I have everything in it. So I figured out that they actually installed the CPU, the little brain of my computer. They installed it Intel style, which I am an AMD person, um, and... It was definitely installed incorrectly from the start. And because I had gotten a refurb, I didn't have the bracket pieces that usually come with your motherboard and your uh, cooler. So my cooler failed. I'm replacing the cooler. They sent me the new cooler. Mm -hmm. They didn't send me the brackets. So I had to wait for the cooler to come in. And then uh, I had to basically fight. Wait, 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 stop. Stop. Yes. Stop, stop, stop. How the fuck did they send you the cooler, the AIO cooler, and yeah. no brackets? That makes because no they sense. They expected me to have the brackets from the old cooler. However, that cooler came pre-installed, so I got none of the hardware except for the hardware this, that I harvested, but they, which is the screws. They never, and, but they never told you that. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, Ranma, I know, <laughs> I know. Okay, so for anybody who's not computer nerds, basically the cooler to keep my computer's brain cool died, okay? So my my computer's brain was getting over 114 degrees Celsius, which is not good for silicone. It tends to melt computer brains. We're not looking for melted computer brains here on Anime Jam Session. So I had to have them send me a new AIO. And then they tried to, um, unfortunately, kind of gaslight me to say that I was wrong. I didn't know what I was talking about. And I had to go through, like, three people in order for them to give me the bracket that was in their own manual to fix my computer. Needless to say, I will be working on fixing my computer tonight after the podcast wraps up. So that's how my week has been, Ranma. How's yours? Mine was good. I'm probably going to join you on Skype just to kill time while you do that. They'll give me something to do. Because <laughs> let, let me say this. Um, when my Corsair cooler, when, when it leaked, I sent them everything. Do you know what Corsair did? They sent me a brand new cooler in the box. Yeah, and I got this cooler. I got this brand new cooler in the box. However, when you're transitioning, for anybody in the computer sphere, if you're learning this for the first time, welcome. Hi, I'm a technology mm. enthusiast. Um, when you're trans, when you're transforming from using the M22 model to the 120 model, it does not include the brackets for an AMD mount. 
And that is something that is a known problem via NZXT's own words. I would assume it doesn't come with the brackets because you're going to use the existing AMD. They assume that you already have them. They assume that you already have the brackets from the other cooler. However, I did not. No. God. It's okay, Ronma. It's all right. We can talk about this later. I don't want to get us off topic. Fine. Sounds good. Perfect. All right. So my weekend day has been okay, except for the fact that I injured my leg again. What did you I injured my leg the same way I injured it the last week. Oh, jeez. But this one was more my fault. Okay, for those of you who don't remember, two weeks ago, I pulled a muscle in my leg while working out. That whole week, I walked it off, and it was fine. So I go to the gym doing low-impact work as per my trainer. He asked me if I could, would I be able to do certain things. Like like shin spr- uh, splint uh sp- sprints, so I went at my own pace and I felt that pop again, like not a pop but like a twinge. So I walked it off, did it again, felt that twinge, and I totally stopped. So that turned into a muscle spasm. I went over to urgent care that Sunday and they said, "Oh, you'll be good in about two weeks." So I'm like, "That's fine." So they gave me um medication for it. So. It works. I mean, all you really need is a banana smoothie, right? By by Family Guy's laws of medicine. Mm-hmm. If you have a leg cramp, all you need is a banana smoothie. Oh, good. <laughs> but also, you know, st- as we're gearing up for Zenkai Khan, uh, parts, stuff has been coming in. Like, I ordered the brand new um, business cards. They'll be here in about a week. Um, I have a new flash for the camera for low light photography. Like when I'm covering the map, like I guess when I'm covering the masquerade or the formal, because the top speed light doesn't, you know, it doesn't give good lighting, you know? And I went out and invested into a seven inch LCD screen to attach to the camcorder just so, you know, whoever is working the camera with me, they don't have to like stand up and or arc their neck up looking at the little two and a half inch, three inch screen. They can just look at the, the large seven inch screen and know that the camera is still on focus. So. I will probably be testing that, that, that whole setup out later, make sure I have the right mounts and stuff. So, you know, um, that basically has been my, my weekend day. And yeah. So now we're going to get into uh, housekeeping. And also, that reminds me, I have to check my email. I'm expecting another package that was supposed to come last week, but FedEx delayed it. So it's supposed to come today. So I am sl- looking up this email and just seeing if it's on its way. Because it says it's supposed to be arriving tonight. So I'm checking. And it got delayed till tomorrow. <laughs> oh, FedEx, you you lazy bastards. Anywho, let, let, let's get let's get back to the main thing here. Um house uh, housekeeping, if it'll actually update. And there we go. 
Uh, don't forget, you can catch every episode of Anime Jam Session going back to last year, also on YouTube, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Sessions. Just click on the uh, playlist, Podcast VODs, and you'll see all of our episodes there. If an episode's not there, there was issue with the video, so I apologize. And don't forget to swing by the VOG Network uh, Pro Shop at vognetwork.com slash shop. Cool shirts, all anything, any merch in that store helps uh, us independent um, podcasters to keep things going and keep the lights on. And we have our updated uh, convention list. And um, might as well just read this off. I had a, another convention here, but I'll add that later. I'll just announce it as, as we go along. So so don't forget, uh, ZenkaiCon, March 25th to the 27th in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Castle Point Anime Convention, April 30th to May 1st, Secaucus, New Jersey. Uh, we also have CloverCon. Um June 15th, no, May 15th, uh, East Brunswick, New Jersey. Is that right, Mako? Um, or is it I New Brunswick? don't think that's East Brunswick. Okay. It's, um, it, 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 it's over there somewhere. Yeah, let me look. Um, Bridgewater. Okay, Bridgewater, sweet. Bridgewater, New Jersey. Um, Shikari Khan, run by our own talented Wild Spice. Uh, August 20th to the 21st, Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. And RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th at the uh, Greater Philly Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. All right, and now that we got that out of the way, we're going to get into our Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk about the more of our geekier aspects of our lives that we did last week, and we will share off some cool geek stuff. Uh, Mako-chan, you kick things off while I go um, handle some business. Okay. So uh, to complete my uh, little uh, figure set, um, this is the Tenchi from the uh, Toinami uh, figure set. So... Uh, you can see that he actually comes with little sword tenchi. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That is uh, the full uh, three doll collection. So, um, yeah, again, uh, it's got the uh, Pioneer on the box, the Toonami logo. So it is a uh, legit doll. And, uh, yeah, so now we have finished the collection and now we get to go on to other things. Other things being whatever the hell I pull out of the box next. <laughs> Are you telling people you're pulling stuff out of your box? Yes. I, I have been unpacking my box. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> also... I got a bottle of the Starlight Coca-Cola. Yeah. Um, they say it's space flavored. Yeah. Does it taste like raspberry? Um, no, it's actually like you can. It's supposed to have a cooling sensation, mm. um, which it kind of does. Um, and I've heard that the uh, the zero sugar one has a lot more flavor than the regular sugar one, but I can't drink that one because it'll give me headaches. But this one, it's not bad. It's supposed to be kind of like a 
vanilla fruity flavor mixed with the Coke. Mm-hmm. And it, it, a lot of people say different things for it. And That's it kind of has like a, a cinnamony kind of. I, I, I kind of taste it like, like a caramel aftertaste of sorts. From like the, I think the closest one that I heard um, was a, like a um, cinnamon toast crunch Coke. Mm. Oh yeah. That's, that's kind reading, of what I, that's kind of what I get. Okay. What I remember reading about the description was that they were like, Coca-Cola released the like frame of thought for like the soda. And they said, it's supposed to taste like looking up at space next to a campfire. So you're supposed to get like toasted marshmallow, raspberry, and like a few other flavor notes that people were assuming but space is actually scientifically proven on a molecular level to taste like raspberries so i wonder if that is a note in it or not i wonder if they actually knew that when coming when coming up with this uh new uh flavor that would be really cool if they did though Mm. yeah i mean it's like everybody that i was reading the reviews everybody had a different experience on what kind of flavor it gave but it does have a, a cinnamony kind of flavor, but it's not like a sharp heat cinnamon. Mm. Like it's a nice sweet kind of like baked cinnamon flavor. <laughs> you said baked. <sighs> Sorry. But I will- So yeah, I mean it's it's kinda like a like a caramely cinnamony toast crunch kind of like mm. sweet dessert mixed with coke you know i have to, i i bought a bottle of it it took me two days to drink it probably because i was tired when i got home you know with i drank half it through the rest in the fridge i had a caramel taste to it and i almost bought another one today but my vice is is mango flavored drinks and sodas so I, so i bought a mango pepsi Oh, how was the mango Pepsi? It looks really, really good. It's really good. If you've ever, if you've ever had like the vanilla Pepsi, Pepsi yeah. vanilla, it's the same flavoring and taste except for vanilla. It's mango, meaning oh, that it's sounds really good. Meaning it's like it's a nice equal blend for your taste buds. Whereas if you remember vanilla Coke, remember. Mm-hmm. Coke puts a lot, has a lot more sugar and um, yeah. and carbonation than Pepsi, so it was like rough going down. Whereas the Pepsi version was very smooth, so it's just a nice smooth taste, you know. Yeah, I smooth haven't been able to jazz. find the mango Pepsi or the Coke coffee in my area at all. I, or even yeah, the I've Starling been looking Coke. for the mango Pepsi. I've also been looking for the berries and cream Dr Pepper. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> Okay, I I think I think the Rite Aid by me ha- has the mango Pepsi. So next time I come out your way, I can grab a couple bottles of that. As for, for sure, for as sure. for the other ones, I haven't been able to find it. It's like I can't find it in New York City, but if I just go over to Newark, I can. It's like right there. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I tried the t- both of the new Dr Peppers. No, both of the new Mountain Dews. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really impressed with either one of Wait, them. Wait, there's New Dew? Well, there's the um, the watermelon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I had that one. And the one that tastes, it's supposed to be like a pink lemonade kind of. Ooh. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with you, either one of them. You know what I really miss? When they had the pineapple dew. Because it tasted, it was like, you know how pineapple has that, that tart aftertaste to it? 
Mm-hmm. The Mountain Dew one did not have that at all. You it was you tasted that pineapple 100%, but there was no tarty aftertaste, you know? Mm. It was less crisp, you know? It was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Mountain Dew Spark. Mm. It's a raspberry lemonade. Well, and I'm just I was not impressed with that. That one, I, I did like that one better than the watermelon. The watermelon, I was not impressed with that I, at all. I was eh about the watermelon one. I tried to diet one purely by accident, and that was, like, really stronger than it need, needed to be. So, all right. Now that we got that out the way. So, I'm continuing, you know, to, to binge on anime. I've caught up with um, my... My Dress Up Darling, and a few other titles. And I want to show off a present I got from a listener of the show. So, I, my, my, my memory is kind of foggy on, on this, but we were chatting about um, snow globes. And he they had gotten a uh, Sailor Moon snow globe, and we were talking about it. And they decided to get me this. A Sailor Venus snow globe cool and now they're on the trail to grab to collect all six of them awesome yeah. it makes me think of like the dragon balls of sailor moon are you gonna make a wish when you get all of them <laughs> could you imagine the sailor senshi trying to go after the seven dragon balls I mean, I'm sure there's a crossover somewhere. It's been 30 dang years. Mm-hmm. Which is why our opening theme was an homage to 30 years of Sailor Moon. The opening theme by Volca Panda, who sang Moonlight Densets in Japanese and Tagalog. I thought it was really nice. And now that we got that out the way, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty of some news. Uh, this last part is kind of sort of last minute. It kind of happened last week. At, you know, as we were talking about it, but I decided to throw it in here just in case if you hadn't heard. We have an update on the Yowie Paddle situation. Basically, Kickstarter has pulled um, the fundraiser for it due to intellectual property violations. That's basically the, the, long, the long and short of it. Henry Al is still fighting this, saying, you know, it's not theirs. And Hendene is like, it kind of sort of is. As the story goes, some somebody gifted the paddle to Hendene. They took the paddle and ran with it and started selling it. The original person who made them was going to go to Hendene. They were going to buy the rights off of them, you know, but that never happened. So, And right now, it's still down. And as far as I know, they are still trying to fight this. There hasn't been an update on their official uh, Twitter since... Uh, March 3rd. Granted, there are a couple of people tweeting that they wish they had gotten one when they had the chance, and this person wants to do a Kickstarter and bring them back. No. Do not bring these back. Yeah, if no, you, this is not something that needs know, to come back. I can understand if it's like, so, like, like if it's like an acrylic picture or something like that, something to put on display or something like that, that's fine. This, no. There is a reason why, you know, 99% of all conventions have banned Yowie paddles, okay? Just because you are going to be responsible with it, that does not mean the other person who buys it will. I have seen people just get 
hit for by them for no apparent reason because they thought it was funny. No. And on top of that, if you really want one for yourself, go buy a one from a wood birding company. Like mm-hmm. go buy a single one for yourself, get them to do it, but don't bring them back. There have been too many cosplayers. Yep. I myself have been hit by them. And people need yeah. convention goers are not adult enough to have these. Look, there you go. To to back up your point, the same con goers are complaining about us older folks who are who are in our thirties and up complaining about the fact that we're at their conventions and we are too old to be here because we're going to uh, groom them. No, no, my darling, no. We are here because we were here ten years before y'all were even a thought in your mother or your father's eye. We are at conventions so that y'all could be at conventions. That's basically all it is. So stick that in your pie hole. I mean, honestly, if they wanted all the 30 plus year olds to not exist at their conventions, uh, okay, you don't have 90% of conventions that are going on right now, Brenda. Enjoy your lack of Comic-Con, anime conventions, geekdom in general. And how it's advanced in the last few years and why you have a more accepting safe space. There are those that came before you and suffered. And I'm not saying like, obviously, you know, coming from a place of privilege or whatever. But like, barring that, coming from a place where I was a very small little shy geek Mm -hmm. and having a space that was safe. Like, it has developed. It has taken time to, to finally age to a point where it is a safer place. For people to be who they are at conventions so yeah basically <sighs> and in our chat room here uh ron before 21 says these paddles have caused so much damage somebody hits me with a yaoi paddle that paddle get planted upside their head and slime boy says some people don't get consent or boundaries and you give them a paddle heck no yeah you got to think about that. The same kid, the same babbies who want the paddles are mad that older people are at the, at their conventions. Please understand, some of us older folks are actually running the conventions, so you have a place to be for the weekend. Shut up. And, and I, on top of that, too, though, is that the way that the guy handled being told, mm-hmm. no, you're not allowed to make these paddles was very childish. Yes. The thing is, if he had gone with a different font, Hendon, they wouldn't have said a damn thing. That's what maybe that's what you should have done. Anywho, enough about that because if we don't, we're gonna be on it for the rest of the night, and Marco Chan's gonna is gonna fire a bullet and catch me right in, right in the eye. So we can't have that. So let, let's yeah, some of us some of us uh, like our sleep. Sleep? What's that? Yeah, it's that thing that makes me not want to kill you. There's a lot of things that make makes you not want to kill me. No, it's sleep. Mm. You can usually tell when I don't have enough sleep. Sometimes. So so let's talk about the big news that popped up while we were streaming last week about Funimation and Crunchyroll. Hello, yeah, neighbor. So we had, um, we had assumed, and it looks like we are assuming correctly, um, that with the merger of Funimation and Crunchyroll that something was going to happen on the streaming end. 
And it looks like it is true. Um, so Funimation, which serves millions of anime fans in over 52 countries and 10 languages, is unifying under the Crunchyroll brand. So this is going to also include uh, the subsidiary Wakanam, as well as Crunchyroll's VRV, to create one subscription service for our anime fans worldwide. What this means is that the tons of shows and movies from Funimation and Wakanama, Wakan, Wakan, will begin arriving on Crunchyroll. So you'll get more dubs, more subs, more everything. That includes titles available now, like My Hero Academia, Tokyo Ghoul, and Yo Yo Hakusho, alongside favorites like Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Just call it Jobless Reincarnation. Yeah, Jobless mm-hmm. Reincarnation, all under one subscription. Um, so it also means that series that are upcoming for spring... Uh, will also be coming to Crunchyroll. Um, Moving forward, Funimation will only add new episodes of continuing series, which means Funimation users will want to move to a Mm -hmm. Crunchyroll account as soon as possible. That's why now, as a welcome um, to the new Crunchyroll family, uh, those that are part of the Funimation and other... uh, streaming services are getting a deal of 60 days of Crunchyroll premium for free. Um, Anybody that is already signed up will start getting those emails with the unique link redemption offer. So what does that mean? That means that Funimation and Crunchyroll combined will be the home of the largest anime collection streaming available worldwide that includes japan Mm. because crunchyroll also adds in things like k-dramas and shows from other countries so we're looking at a huge streaming service it's just too bad that the apps on both services suck balls and I want to get into that real quick. I, I I will straight up say it. Crunchyroll, your app is a piece of shit. Seriously. Especially on Xbox One. Series X, not so bad. You Honestly. Go back to the 90s in a bad way? Crunchyroll website. You mean all that bootlegging, 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 bootlegging anime? <laughs> yeah. That's, it looks like, it literally looks like a pirating website. Oh my god. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Look. I well, I mean, prefer- technically, that's what Crunchyroll started as. Exactly. Originally, see, I would have preferred it to go the other way around because honestly, I think the Funimation name has a better brand recognition than Crunchyroll. That's just me personally. But if this is what they're going to do, so be it. Update the freaking app. Just take the Funimation app, slap some orange paint on it, and just put Crunchyroll on there. I mean, hell, when you turn on, when you go into the Funimation app, it already says uh, Crunchyroll and it has the mascot up there, you know? At well, le- I, the thing is, both apps are very behind the time. 
It's they haven't updated their apps in forever. Wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Funimation just updated their app in November, December, and that update roll still sucks. Maybe it's maybe maybe for maybe for for how for you you know, but I get it though because I hear from people the Funimation app is atrocious and the Crunchyroll app works better. I mean. To me, the Crunchyroll app looks like as if they took VLC and just slapped a, a Crunchyroll frame on it. No, VLC operates better, but I mean, the, the site, the site, um, <laughs> don't hurt VLC. Don't come after my VLC babes like that. Um, but <laughs> what it makes me think of is the freaking meme where the the car salesman, but this, in this case, it's the Crunchyroll mascot yeah. slapping the Crunchyroll logo and saying, "You can fit so much anime in this bitch." <laughs> No, 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 no. I, you know what? Give me, give me a Winamp powered skin for Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll. It really whips to anime ass. God. Anywho, or maybe they'll figure some something out. I'm just glad that Sony owns Crunchyroll, and hopefully they actually moved all that content on better servers. That's all I really care about. Also. I have one. I only have to do. I only have to bum one subscription now instead of two. I haven't. I haven't removed the Funimation app, but it's it's just still there. Till they're like, you can no longer log into this or something, you know. And C the Berry says VRV is pretty good, though. I wish you didn't log me out monthly. Also on Chromecast, though. I missed the heyday of everything being on VRV, including Shutter and stuff. I have a feeling VRV is going to get shut down as well. It's going to just be like one. So I, I th that's what it's mm. going to come down to yep. is everything is going to be under mm -hmm. Crunchyroll. Mm -hmm. And I, I will say the subs on Crunchyroll apps on Crunchyroll are a lot better than Funimation's that I can tell you. It just honestly watching subtitled anime on Crunchyroll makes you feel like you're watching a fan sub, especially when they like translate certain buildings in the background and stuff. But could mm -hmm. you at least translate the music like the theme songs and stuff, that'd be nice. And yeah. I definitely, it's definitely starting to feel a little bit like if anybody gets the, the drift of do not pass go, do not collect $200 uh, in, in the streaming circuit at this point. Mm. So like if it happens in the future, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. And now that we got that out the way, we're going to talk about full metal alchemist. I'm probably one of the few people that actually liked and enjoyed the first movie, the first live action film that came out a few years ago. And no, I, I enjoyed the live action. I, they took liberties with it. Um, and I, I think some of their artistic, uh, abilities, mm -hmm. they, they just, that didn't translate, I just, but it was, it wasn't bad for what it was. Yeah. I honestly felt that they put too much in too much into the two hour time limit or whatever the time was. They could have added another 15, 20 minutes and split this in half and just flushed a few things out. But other than that, it was good. This is basically the live action film is basically this. If you don't know the series, watch the anime. Doesn't matter which one you watch. Watch at least the first 15 episodes of the anime, then go watch the movie. That way you understand what the hell is going on at that rapid pace. So I don't even think it's the first 15. Well, I, I, far as I, if I remember correctly, it got all the way up to the, uh, didn't, got up to May's death, I believe. 
Anyway, it's been so long since I've watched it. I know it's on Netflix, so maybe this weekend I'll watch that with Ghostbusters Afterlife. But in recognition of its 20th anniversary, we're going to see two a two-part sequel to the Full Metal Alchemist films. According to reports out of Japan, the first sequel will come out on May 20th, and it'll be called Full Metal Alchemist Scar the Avenger. The second film will come out June 24th, and it will complete everything, and that will be called Full Metal Alchemist, The Final Alchemy. But you may want to check out the first film before diving into these two. The first film came out in 2017 under director Fumihiko Sori, and it adapts the first few arcs of the manga by Hiromu Arakawa. Back in 2017, the director said there was going to be sequels, but no one had heard anything about it since then. Some thought it would be shelled during due to the pandemic, which was not really true, but they're just waiting for the manga's 20th anniversary. So, so we're, we're, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to, and I definitely cannot wait. And maybe if we're lucky, we'll actually get a second movie, follow-up movie from um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. That was also pretty good. I really liked the live-action JoJo. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly because I don't like the art in the animated. Right. But I like the story. So to have the story translated into a live action, I actually was able to tolerate. Mm. (laughs) Okay, next up is Jump Festa 2022. For those of you who are Shonen Jump fans, which I'm sure is a lot of you filthy, filthy nerds out there, Mm -hmm. Jump Festa 2022 event is to be available with subtitles for a limited time. Suisha shares archived footage from the December event to YouTube until March 21st. You may have seen the coverage, but if you wanted the experience of watching the major beats of Suisha's Jump Festa 2022 event, you'll get your wish starting... uh, Two days ago, um, Swisha announced plans to share archive footage with English subtitles on their official YouTube channel for a limited time. So from March 7th to March 21st, they will be airing this. And this marks the first time that Jump Festa was made available to fans outside of Japan and covered a bunch of special guests' appearances across 15 titles from the famed Shonen Jump library. Uh, manga stage events will also be available to view, and the particular shows that will be able to the stage shows will be available from are Spy and Family, Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die, World Trigger, Boruto, Naruto: The Next Generation, Prince of Tennis 2, Dragon Ball Super, Bleach, Chainsaw Man, Platinum End, World's End Harem, Demon Slayer: Kimetsu no Yaiba. Jujutsu Kaisen, Dr. Stone, My Hero Academia, and One Piece. Jump Festa 2022 was originally held on December 18th through 19th, 2021, delivering a ton of big news from trailers and start dates and just a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the series covered were Bleach, Thousand Years Blood War, TV anime, to more about spy and family anime. Uh, you can definitely check an overview of their announcements. And Swisha noted that some content may be unavailable in certain regions or territories. So you'll have to check on their, their YouTube page what goes live and what doesn't. 
but yeah, in general, you can go and check out their YouTube channel and you should be able to see some really cool stuff. Mm. I actually started on World's End Harem because I heard how how full of fan service it is. And I was reading on Facebook today, like one of the like the, the new episode coming out or it's already out. 75% of the screen is just blacked out for in the episode with all the fan service. And I'm just like, okay, then. And I'm watching the first episode. I'm like, well, okay, so where's the fan service? And I'm starting to realize all these animes that were fan service maybe to me it's like, oh, this just seems normal, so there's no reason for me to go crazy over fan service. So, eh, it is what it is. Might watch episodes two and three tonight, though. <laughs> All right, don't do that. All right, here we go. And on a sad note. On a sad note, fuck cancer. Exactly. Um, so voice actor Kirk Bailey passed. He was 59. He passed of lung cancer. Um, he had multiple roles in anime, including Knives in Trigun, Shin in Cowboy Bebop, Tetsuya in Fushigi Yugi and Garmazabi in Mobile Suit Gundam. However, uh, I knew him best as Kevin Lee, also known as Ugg, from Salute Your Shorts. Yeah. I watched Salute Your Shorts whenever I was at my grandparents' house in Jersey. So, so I quite a few I love Salute Your Shorts. I thought it was a really funny kind of camping niche series. And... Uh, Ugg was a very entertaining, like he was the adult with all the kids around mm. trying to keep them in, uh, in line. Um, so he was, he was definitely a, a good comedic adult comedy relief in the series. And it's just sad that he was only 59 years old mm -hmm. and uh, had a, a lot of, uh, not only live action, but um, voice actor roles under his belt. And uh, unfortunately, um, cancer sucks. Fuck cancer. Exactly. Hashtag fuck cancer. But he will, I think he'll definitely be known more for being for knives and Trigun. Yeah, I, I think um, knives and uh well, I mean, I was obsessed with Shigeyugi, so mm. I knew him as uh, Tetsuya. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, like, knowing... It's just the... He does not look at all like he did when he was uh, on Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> so um, that was a, a little weird to see when they were showing uh, more modern pictures of him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... There are so many voice actors and uh, people that, you know, are part of the community that yep. are um, coming down with cancer. And it's just it's a very horrible thing. And I don't think enough is being done to try and, you know, find what needs to be found to, you know, do something about it. So, fuck cancer. Agreed.
All right, and we're going to go on to something a little bit more uplifting here. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, them about you know, there are reasons I knew I liked Bandai, and this might be another one of them. Yeah. So for, Band- for anyone who doesn't know Bandai, they are basically a, a, a company of multimedia as well as the maker of many, many Gundam kits. Um, needless to say, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Bandai is raising all full-time employees' salaries by roughly 30%. Giant robot toy maker gives workers giant raise to boost motivation with one possible catch. Here we go. Over the past year, people in Japan have winced as company after company announced that they're raising their prices of its products or services. On Monday, though, there was an announced increase that's producing smiles instead. And it comes from Bandai. As part of its midterm planning announcements, the Japanese toy maker said that it will be raising the salaries of new employees entering the company directly after graduating from university by roughly 30%. Like many Japanese companies, Bandai offers a standard contract to new workers in that, in that demographic. And the new system will bump their monthly salary from about $1,950 a month to... Uh, up to, sorry, I have to do the math in my head. Mm-hmm. So it's about uh, 224,000 yen up to 290,000 yen, which is an increase of about 66,000 yen or 29.5% a month. This isn't some vague timeline virtue signaling PR stunt either, as the new con- compensation system goes into effect just two months from now, coinciding with the spring start of the Japanese business year and Bandai's 20. 20- 22 recruits starting work. You can't suddenly raise salaries just for new hires without severely upsetting the members of your existing workforce who got leapfrogged, though. But that isn't an issue here, since Bandai has also announced that from April it will be raising salaries among its 1,500 current full-time permanent employees by an average of 27%. As for why the company is feeling so generous... It says the salary increases are part of its effort to boost employee motivation and energize the workplace. Huh. Huh. Hey, American companies. Maybe, uh, maybe look at this. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Many Twitter users have been quick to applaud the move by the company. That's all that plastic Gundam model kit money flows back to, with comments including, I'll be honest, I'm totally jealous. I hope other companies see this and quickly follow Bandai's example. Mm -hmm. Totally different from other companies that ruin workers' motivation through salary cuts. I bet job-hunting otaku are typing up their applications as soon as they hear about this. However, while Bandai employee salaries are going up, they may or may not end up making more money than they did under the old system. Along with boosting motivation... Bandai says that one goal of its new compensation system is to stabilize workers' income by making their salary a larger per- portion of their total annual earnings. As for what the other part of that ratio is, it's common for large companies in Japan to pay sizable bonuses to employees twice a year when the company is doing reasonably well. Basically, annual income structure can transform, like the head of an RX-0 unicorn gun. While Bandai hasn't explicitly said that it's doing away with the bonuses entirely, the company's press release specifically states that it is raising the ratio of monthly salary as part of annual income, which definitely makes it sound like the bonuses will be harder to come by under the new system. That said, 
bonuses are never guaranteed anyway and are sometimes skipped by companies during times of recession completely. So having the extra cash built into their set salaries is still a plus. Yeah. That's yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and I actually like tran- I converted it. So 290,000 yen a month equivalents to about a little bit over $2,500 a month. So basically you'd say about 1250 every 2 weeks, about 6 and change every week. So that would probably be about maybe $19 an hour or give or take or something like that. I'm just That's pretty good. Yeah. Depending on where they live. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you live in a city, it's going to be more expensive, but if I mean considering now in rural yeah. Japan, you can buy realty super cheap. True. <laughs> um, you know, but it just depends on where you live, but That's it sounds good. like they're moving towards the right direction. Mm-hmm. I I personally as an employee would want a more stable income yeah. anyway no. than yeah. having these chance bonuses that you really never see. But in Japan, it is a pretty common practice that the company, uh, if anybody has watched Agretsuko, like when the company is doing well, you will do well. Um, And that is why in Japan, there's a lot of company loyalty, but it also has its own toxic sides too. True. And, you know, and I'll say, you know, my current job, I honestly feel I'm getting paid more than what I should get for the type of work and the role that I'm in. But I'm not complaining. What I'm making is that's that's more than enough for me to get up every morning and go to work, you know, and I really enjoy my job. So. And meanwhile, one Russian ruble is not even worth the value of the paper that it's printed on. It's equal to eight cents on the dollar. I give it another three days before it's night before it's before it's equivalent to a nickel. And enough about that. Let's uh, move right along because there's already enough people talking about that. So, and our last story of the night is in regards to Bondi yet again. We're going to get the Gundam Metaverse. And right now, Mako-chan is picturing herself as Duo Maxwell piloting uh, uh, Death Sky. Aren't you? I want a li- I want a live action Gundam Wing. <laughs> See, see. I w- I want a live action Gundam Wing. So, but they can't be fourteen. They have to at least be eighteen. Fair enough. So. Here's the deal. Bondi Namco Holdings is going to spend 15 billion yen, which is about $130 million, to create a metaverse with the Gundam characters from its franchise. This move, which was announced last month, comes as businesses ranging from tech giants to automakers increasingly turn to virtual platforms to boost their revenue, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic fired up demand for people to connect remotely. Makes sense. The mobile suit Gundam Metaverse is set to incorporate games, videos, live music, and other content, and will link to physical sites operated by the Bandai Namco group of companies such as gaming arcades and plastic model shops. 
a concept video was shown showing users' avatars enjoying concerts, communicating with each other via automatic translation, and purchasing Gundam plastic models to be delivered to their real homes. Since debuting as a television series in Japan for the last 40 years, Gundam's tales of space-faring, sword-fighting robots have gone on to captivate new generations of fans worldwide. Uh, that's really cool. The Gundam Metaverse will be a mechanism for us to be more deeply connected with the fans, as said by Bandai Namco's president, Masaru Kawaguchi, adding that the company plans to create a metaverse for other franchises down the road. Okay. It looks like we're going to have a Dragon Ball Z metaverse, too. Okay. Okay. It will be possible to connect intellectual property-specific metaverses in the future, as Kawaguchi said. Kind of reminds me of a real, like, a fully 3D, 3D Jump Force type thing. That's going to be kind of cool. Uh, B&E, Bandai Namco Entertainment, is responsible for the group's digital business, will run the metaverse project. The unit has been pushing to improve its computer graphic technology and data analysis as it develops video games. Managing Director of B&E, uh, Koji Furiwara, also known within the group as its Chief Gundam Officer, the CGO. I like that. Due to his long experience in the business of producing plastic Gundam models, he will be responsible for consolidating manpower and commercial resources from across the group to promote the project. Computer games has cemented their role as a place for people to connect amid the COVID crisis, in turn driving up the interest in virtual reality and metaverse platforms. The company has been promoting its business in the virtual space. B&E invested in the U.S. Uh, avatar creation startup Genies back in 2020 as it, as it looked to learn about the space, as well as producing a series of NFTs of its popular Pac-Man game character in 2021. Seriously, stop with the NFTs. Just stop. Bandai Namco has not given specific forecasts on how far it expects the Metaverse project to boost customer numbers or lift average revenue per user in its Gundam franchise. The company's medium-term management plan plans to tout an operating profit of 125 billion yen on the sales of 1.1 trillion yen on a consolidated basis in the 2024 financial year, up more than 30% in both categories from projections for fiscal 2021. The metaverse will begin to contribute to Bandai Namco's earnings in fiscal 2025, the company said. The 15 billion yen metaverse investment will also cover certain also cover the creation of a database to consolidate Bandai Namco's group-wide customer data. So basically, it'll be Bandai Namco's answer to the Facebook metaverse, but cooler. And now the theme song from Gundam Wing is running through my head. <laughs> and now that we got that out the way, we're at the part of the show that y'all all really stick around for. Um, meanwhile in Japan. And I guess I will go ahead and take the first story then, huh? Well, Ichigo knows I like my weapons. Yeah. So. You always have you always have a penchant for sharp pointy things anyway. I do. Mm-hmm. So here's here it is, first thing. A Kyoto City official was arrested for bribery with an old timey gold coin. Wow. 
Kyoto is considered one of Japan's richest areas of history and traditional culture. Loaded with centuries of old, century old places and customs, even the Starbucks is historical in the city. It's a reputation that the city takes so seriously, it appears that even when their officials become corrupt, they make sure it's done in a classy, traditional way. On March 1st, Kyoto Prefecture Police charged Atsushi Kubo with bribery for accepting gifts in exchange for his influence as the director of Kyoto City's Children and Youth Support. This department handles child welfare cases and... and this department handles child welfare cases in the city and in March 2019 was conducting an audit of a nursery school. It was regarded that matter that Kubo stands accused of accepting a gold watch valued at 450,000 yen from the chairman of the Seva Welfare Association, which oversees preschool facilities. The chairman was also charged with bribery, but in an ensuing investigation, police found a Koban that they believe was also gifted to Kubo by the chairman for dubious reasons. Now, a, ko a Koban is a traditional Japanese coin. It's oval-looking with symbols on it. I'm going to see if I can post a picture in the chat here so y'all can definitely take a look at this and be like, Wait, what? Okay, let's open this up. Let's see if it'll appear. Yep, that's it right there. For those of you who are, not, who are listening on the podcast, it's somebody holding a Koban coin. It's round but ovalish, flat with lines around the sides, and kana right down the middle. That's a Koban. And not for nothing, I would not mind owning a couple of those. Like, duplicates you know like paint on ones it's just to have you know because i think it's pretty cool looking so anywho let's it just makes me think go off no face <laughs> and i'm also reminded like from playing games like gambare goman where these were the coins you picked up in the game so that was really cool okay so it is said that the Japanese historical dramas you might hear these coins referred to as the Yamabukiro no Kashi, or Bright Yellow Sweet, which is a cliche euphemism for Koban when used as a bribe. In such scenes, the coins are discreetly placed in a box normally used for snacks given to people as souvenirs. Even though Koban are no longer currency, they're still made of gold and carry quite a bit of value. In this case, Kubo's Koban is estimated to be worth several hundred thousands of yen, which is thousands of u.s dollars so it's serious business but the fact that such an old-fashioned bribe was going on in kyoto of all places made it hard for netizens to not poke fun at it hearing comments such as what year is it tell me you put a box in, uh tell me you put it in a box of yasuhashi forsooth my lord is corrupt in kyoto this is the only acceptable way to bribe why a koban it's got to be harder to get a hold of than cash this has been known to happen in japan from time to time during the Edo period. The legal proceedings in this matter are still in the early stages, so it's unclear what the fate of these two men will be. However, Edo period law will likely dictate that they get face tattoos for their transgression, and they do always say the punishment should fit the crime. As for the rest of us, I guess the lesson to be learned today is whenever someone offers you bright yellow sweets in Japan, you might have a life-altering decision to make. Well, now. I would like a bright yellow sweet. 
You cannot has. I Can want we one. have it to pay homage to the demon that has been released from that cracked volcanic rock? Yeah, I, I saw that. I heard about that, that shit. That's that's just nuts. Yeah, who had um demon being released for their bingo for 2022? Your Chaos Apocalypse bingo uh, we call uh, demon coming out of cursed rock. I sure as hell didn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, thankfully there's scientific evidence behind it, so those of you who are superstitious can kind of rest easy, question mark? Mm. Yeah. Rita Repulsa nuts. sure is happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so... Um, unfortunately... Uh, Japan has decided that crossbows are no longer legal. Poor Hawkeye. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm going, guns were illegal, but crossbows were fine. What the fuck? (laughs) So, um, yeah. As of this March, people in Japan will need to figure out what they're going to do with their crossbows. Because in the middle of this month, crossbows as well as pistol-type bow guns will become illegal to possess. This revision to Japan's firearm and sword control law was announced last June, giving owners one less summer, autumn, and winter to spend with their bolt-slinging weaponry and to make any necessary preparations for the shift to crossbow-less lifestyle. Um, So come March 15th, they will have to turn their crossbows in unless they apply for and are granted a license to continue owning one. Licensed applicants must be at least 18 years old, not have served jail time within the past five years, and undergo a background check. The uh, The revised regulations also specify that licenses can only be granted to those seeking authorization for target sports shooting or commercial industry use, such as licensed animal control. And that permits uh, will not be issued for display or collector purposes. Well, it may sound odd to essentially say you can only have a crossbow if you're planning on shooting it a lot. The reason for this is likely to prevent any single individual from stockpiling crossbows and to make sure that, they o- that they're only in the hands of people with a legitimate need for them. Owners not applying for a license can turn in their crossbow to their local police station with no fees involved. The ban was prompted by an increase in crossbow-related violence, authorities say. Under the revised laws, unauthorized possession of a crossbow will result in penalties of up to 500,000 yen, which is about uh, $4,300, and up to three years in prison. There is a six-month grace period for owners waiting for their license application to be processed, but Japan's National Policy Agency says that firing the crossbow without a permit during this period is obviously prohibited. Even loading a crossbow without a license is illegal during the, during the grace period and will incur a fine of up to 200,000 yen. The exception um, are for crossbows that fire arrows with a force of under six joules. The National Police Agency has set up a special crossbow power page on its web website 
that shows how to estimate the weapon's level of kinetic energy based on its size, draw weight, and arrow speed. But it really seems like the sort of thing you should double-check in person with your local police station, especially if it's been a while since your last physics class. Um, so, meanwhile, um, who the hell has a crossbow? Hawkeye. Uh, no, Hawkeye does not have a crossbow. Hawkeye has a regular bow. He might have a crossbow, too, just in case. No, What's... he does not have a crossbow. He has a regular Darryl. bow. Daryl has a crossbow. But considering the state of which Daryl uses his crossbow, I don't think this law applies to him. Linkle, I mean... Wait, Linkle has, a cro- has two crossbows, but again, that falls under the Daryl rule. I'm just like, I ha- I'm so confused on how you can say we're not going to have guns and guns are banned, but, you know, fuck it. You can have a crossbow. It's perfectly I wonder, okay. I wonder if it's related to the historical art of archery in Japan. Well, even that I don't think would be, mm-hmm. I don't think a crossbow would be included in that. No. I think mm-hmm. that would be. But I mean, they're they're saying I, they're saying that for sports reasons and things like that, you can still be able to use these. And I'm assuming that everybody that is part of zoos or animal control is going to have to get a license for their dart guns. But I'm just, <laughs> I, 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 I'm so, I'm so confused on how. Certain weaponry is perfectly okay, and other weaponry is just like mm, no. I was uh, like, where, where, where do you draw the line on <laughs> the, the fact that the fact that we've talked about um, knives, like little knives mm-hmm. and axes and things like that, having people arrested because you know what are you using that for? It's a fucking paring knife. What do you think I'm using it for? But, you know, here, here's a crossbow, and you can go ahead and use that and have no issue up until March 15th. Have fun. And we've got some comments in the chat, like Mm. Slime Boy saying, can one walk around with a regular crossbow? No, in Japan, usually walking around with anything that looks like a weapon is going to get you stopped by the cops. They are very pro-conservative whenever it comes to anything like that. Um, and uh, Seattle Beery's lovely little quote that had me in a chortle. Uh, I don't have a crossbow, but that's because I treat it kindly. Okay, Thank I don't. You, I don't know the reference to that one. <laughs> oh, it's because it, it, it's you, you cross. It, it's, it's, it's cross is angry. Oh, angry. <laughs> uh, terrible. T r b l terrible. <laughs> you are in the shame. Shame. No, 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 no. There's no shame. It was just terrible. It was a good one, but it was just terrible. It's, it's a da- it's a dad joke, okay? That was a dad yeah. joke. I mean, I I I have to I ha- I have to say that, you know, the, the few things about living in this country that I enjoy is that I can collect my my weaponry. Um 
I, I don't want to use it. I don't need to use it, but I, I like to collect my sharp pointy objects. And yes, I, I actually do have a cheap ass crossbow and I, I have a blowgun. And, you know, I, I like to collect these weird ass things like that. And I know that in other countries, I, I would have to give everything up and I'd be very upset. But I, I, I still don't understand. Okay, there, Mako Croft. Okay. It just makes me think of like y'all. We know, and we like kind of get excited when we see all the people, all the cute little Japanese people that they collect their like fake food, and they have literally rooms that are shrines. But then uh, you think of the weaponry, weaponry otaku, and you just have to imagine their room full of guns. And that's not kawaii this. Mm. Uh, another thing, uh, Signboy said, no more vampire hunting in Japan. Well, yeah. No, you just have to go old school with, you know, the wooden stakes. And all and the so- swords so far, so far are still okay. Mm. See, <laughs> see, this reminds me, up until recently, in the state of New York, you could walk around with a samurai sword or a boken. But you would get fined if you if you had a pair of nunchucks on you, okay? Because according to the law, n- nunchucks are considered loaded weapons. I wish I was making this up. <laughs> I wish. No, wait. Uh the nunchuck law was rescinded. Yeah. Mhm. Um, because I know that they were making jokes that Michelangelo would now be okay to be using his nunchucks. Yeah. (laughs) So you mean to tell me it's okay for me to walk around with a wooden sword and a metal sword, but I get in trouble for, for holding two sticks that are glued together with a small chain. Sure. Well, you can walk around with a freaking sword, but you can't walk around with a knife blade Longer than the palm of your hand. Mm. So figure that one out. Mm. That is really weird. I am not the going. I'm not. Thing, I'm not. Rake, I'm not raking my brain over that one. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, the only other thing I can think is if you fill the nunchucks with something, <laughs> like a spy movie. You just have like a nunchuck with a tiny gun in it. I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, Moving on from one terrifying thing to another, though, Mm -hmm. uh, for anyone who is afraid of mascots, I do apologize. I know that those people in big suits can be quite scary. Um, However, Osaka wants to know, which of these three terrifying characters do you want the mascot to be of Osaka's World Expo? A lot of eyes, a very few eyes, and that's the public opinion poll. Planning large in-person events remains dicey as a proposition in Japan, and the situation seems to be gradually getting better, though. And most people are optimistic that by the time 2025 rolls around, the pandemic will finally be completely over. It'll be Mm. different. But uh, so preparations are proceeding for Expo 2025, or the World Expo that's to be held in Osaka. Some of you may remember previous discussions of the event, if you've been keeping up to date with Japanese cultural events. Um, And specifically, its official logo, uh, an irregularly shaped blood red ring made up of eyeballs 
that reminds the Japanese public of anime monstrosities and video game bosses. Also, biblical angels is mm-hmm. a little bit it's a little bit biblical. Um, some of you uh, relax; it's just an image. So, any pulsating motions you see are all in your head and nightmares for later tonight. You're welcome. Fortunately, in addition to the logo, Expo 2025 will also have an official mascot character. Oh my gosh! Um, sorry, I hadn't seen these yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the organizers have narrowed their field of candidates to Foster's imaginary friends. Um, down to three finalists. Unfortunately, the candidates are all based on the logo, and it's debatable if they're any less disturbing. Currently, they're just called Candidate A, Candidate B, and Candidate C. Though, what? Why? And no, really, why? Seems like they would have worked just as well. Mm-hmm. The Japanese government's Ministry of Economy, Trade, and Industry revealed the three finalists this week and is asking the public to submit their opinions through its website or in its tweets thread. So far, the voice of the people in Japan is best encapsulated by responses such as the following. You want my opinion? Okay, they're creepy. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them is nasty. This is what you're using our tax money on? My kids won't be able to go to the bathroom by themselves at night after seeing these. Candidate C looks like some sort of parasite has infected Cookie Monster's head, hijacked his central nervous system, and is now hungering for human flesh. Oh my god. (laughs) I looked at all three, and none of them are suitable. They're all so bad that they'd be off the bottom of whatever scale you could evaluate them on. These are disgusting. Like, aggressively disgusting. Overall, commoners seem to find the too-many-eyes to be more off-putting than not-enough-eyes, as candidate B and C have gotten the most negative feedback. Aside from the excess peepers, the contrast between the red ring of eyes and the blue body makes it look like they're both in the process of mutating, although one, and only one, commenter did say, I like B. Its mouth is cute. <laughs> On its website, the Ministry of Economy, Trade, and Industry asks respondents how well they'd feel. Each candidate represents Expo 2025's themes of designing a future society of shining lives and experimental sight of the future society, as well as conceptual keywords for the event such as taking on the challenge of approaches that no one has tried before. That last one, at least, is one of the candidates fit to a T. The opinion survey will be going on until 5 p.m. on March 10th, though the ministry clarifies that this isn't a mascot election, merely a way to gauge public reaction, which will then be one of the factors used in deciding which character to go with. And if you haven't had a chance to check out, the article is posted here at the chat in uh, twitch.tv slash anime jam session. Yeah. It, it remind that reminds me of a couple of web comics I've seen where it shows this guy on a date, and he's saying that he didn't think he'd be out with someone uh, such an angel as as this person. And I'm looking at the image, and I'm just like, huh? Then I'm like, oh, 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 uh, biblical angel. Never mind, you know. Oh yeah, okay. You get <laughs> you just getting that comic now. I'm glad I was able. No, to No, that no, no. I caught it right then, and no, I caught it oh, already. Okay. But it's like that reminds me of when I first saw it. I was like, oh, you know. But yeah, I I definitely agree with the um, 
very detailed uh, explanation of Candidate C, the cookie monster where a brain parasite is hungry for human flesh. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. zombie vibes. And the first one, Candidate A looks kind of like it's from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> I can see that. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lord. Shall we wrap things up? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeedy. All right. I, I just need to send this along to somebody real quick, and then we can transform and roll up on out of here. So, all right, let me... I'll, Move the rest of that later. So, <sighs> what a show! What a show! Okay, wh- where's my tracks? Here we go, and boom. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, what we like and don't like. I'm just basically telling you that up front. So, yeah. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We are here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will find uh, our weekly we- weekly podcast, our links to our YouTube page, links to our Facebook page full of co- convention photos, Anime reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, editorials, so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to check out our show on various podcasting sites and apps such as Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere where you can check out your podcasts. We are available there. And don't forget to follow us on our social medias at YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when we have new articles going up, photos, videos, and much, much more. Um, down below is our tip jar. Links to our stream elements page and our Ko-Fi page. If you like what we do, throw us a couple of bucks. We greatly appreciate that. And bits, you know, cheer us on. We appreciate that. Uh, subscribing to our channel as well. We appreciate all of that as well. And auto-hosting, I believe it's making a comeback, so... Auto hostess, you know, we appreciate that. Little help goes a long way. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I am looking forward to this weekend. I'm going out to dinner with some people on Saturday. And then Sunday is Pokemon Community Day. So I get to play video games all weekend. Last words, Ichigo. I'm going to go build my computer and then clean up my room so I can have other mechanical objects, as I much like Washu in my science laboratory. <laughs> Last words for me. I have a, I got a taste for some chicken, but you know what? I think I'll just make some popcorn and just watch Ichigo build her computer and call it a night, so. I think that is it. End of list. Uh, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Um... I'm looking at the calendar real quick just to verify things. Yeah, definitely next week, uh, Wild Spice will be with us, and we're going to do the same thing all over again. 
with Ari. There'll be four of us. And I believe Wild Spice will be with us at the end of the month where we talk about Zenkai Con. So I think we're done. We're going to get up on out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Jamatane. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. See you next week. Jamatane!